How can we as healthcare practitioners move from just providing disease management to providing true healthcare? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast that helps you grow your practice and expand your skills as a practitioner. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for wellness-minded people and professionals who are passionate about changing and revamping and improving our current broken disease-focused model. And I am super excited about today's topic. It's one that I've been talking about for the last, I don't know how many years, many years. I've been using one of these for myself for the last five or six years, as soon as they became more publicly available. And I have seen miraculous shifts in people when they use this. What am I talking about? A CGM, continuous glucose meter. So let's hop in and talk about why a continuous glucose meter is so valuable and how you as a practitioner can prescribe it even if you don't have prescription licenses. So prescribed might be the wrong word to use, but how you can help people obtain them, even if you are not a licensed doctor that has a prescription rights to do so. So continuous glucose meters, it's a little device that attaches either to the arm or the belly. And it basically is continuously, as the name says, monitoring glucose levels. Why would we want to do that? Well, because it's super important to monitor people's glucose levels. 93% of the population is metabolically unwell. 93% of the people in this world have indications that their glucose and insulin regulation is whacked out. And as we talked about in our previous episode, when glucose is out of balance, when glucose insulin dysregulation exists, it can lead to so many other problems, so many health challenges that are commonplace that we see. Excess belly fat, fatigue, brain fog, sugar cravings, and then the more serious ones like kidney issues, cardiovascular issues, peripheral neuropathy, and vision problems. You might be saying, well, those are only problems if somebody has diabetes. No. There are problems when somebody has metabolic dysregulation and they may be decades away from having diabetes and they start to develop these symptoms or the early signs of it. And the biggest one and the one that scares the heck out of me because of my family history is cardiovascular. And that's why I am so meticulous and I wear continuous glucose meters as much as I possibly can because I want to keep my glucose under regulation, under tight control. And I don't want to get to a point where I go, oh, well, I can eat that, whatever. Because I'm not checking, it's not like ignorance is bliss. Ignorance causes disease. And that's what people are coming for us for, is to help them to be as healthy as possible. So it's really important. And the CGMs help us to really see what is going on with people's glucose over a period of time, over the day, what all these different activities, the different foods are doing to the glucose. And it does so without having to have the person prick their fingers every 15 minutes all day long to try to figure it out. And the other advantage is it gets them to do the work. It actually gets them to do what they need to do. So 
let's think about this. First of all, there's different companies that make CGMs and there's different ways to go about getting them. One way is as a physician or a nurse practitioner, you have the ability to write a prescription and recommend one to somebody. The companies that I'm most familiar with that are uh, the Dexcom and the Abbott Freestyle Libre. There's also a third one that comes from a company called Medtronics. And I recently came upon that one and haven't really researched it all that much, but it's another option. I just don't think that there are any third-party companies that will help your patient, your client, to get one of those if they can't get a doctor's prescription. And I'll talk more about that and how they can get it. So about choosing the CGM, it's a matter of personal preference. I've used both the Dexcom and the Freestyle Libre. There's always new models coming out. When I started using the Freestyle Libre, it was called the Freestyle Libre, and it was a 10-day sensor. So it just lasted for 10 days. You had to take it out. You had to put a new one in. They up-leveled to the 14-day. I started using that. I didn't find like it was as accurate. There were a little bit more wacky numbers, um, but over time, that's gotten better. They have the Libre 2, and now they have the Libre 3. The advantage of the Libre 3, it's tiny. It's like the size of a dime, just maybe slightly bigger, really thin. So it's really easy to wear um, non-conspicuously, and people like that. So the Dexcom, right now, the Dexcom G6, it's two pieces. So the sensor part that has the needle, the filament, it's really not a needle, that sticks into the arm is actually separate from the transmitter that reads it and transmits it back to the application. I don't know why they limit the length of time that those sensors are good for, but on the Dexcom, it's still, still 10 days. It's only good for 10 days. And every 10 days, you have to take out the transmitter, hold it aside, put in a new one, and then put the transmitter in it. The transmitters last for three months, which means that to get the full use out of the transmitter, you need nine sensors, right? So there's disadvantages. Now, the Dexcom G7 came out sometime earlier this year. That's much smaller, and it's just one piece. The G6 is a lot bigger than the Freestyle, especially the new Freestyle, and it's kind of an oval shape. So it's not as non-conspicuous as the Abbott one does. The one pictures, the pictures that I saw of the Medtronics one, it looks bulky. It looks like it's a little bit smaller maybe than the Dexcom, but it has a bump in it. I Like I said, I don't have any experience with it, but I'm going to try to figure out how I can get one so I could test it out and I'll report back. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, how do you get one, right? First of all, if the doctor writes a prescription, you can just go to any pharmacy with the prescription or an online pharmacy. Uh, Edwards Healthcare, I think it is online, is one that we've ordered through. And I've prescribed it for my husband. I prescribed it for some other you know, folks here in Texas because my license only spans Texas. And I was able to get them prescribed. However, the ease of that compared to going to the doctor and saying, I want a prescription. Most of them, I would say 75% of most doctors will say, why? You're not diabetic. I tell people to say, yet. But if I continue the way I'm going and I continue to not monitor, I may become diabetic and I don't want that. So all you need to do is write a prescription. I know my insurance won't cover it and I'm going to go get it. And a lot of them 
will just still like put their heels in and say, no, you don't need it. I'm not getting it for you. So when that happens, one of the things that I've recommended people do is if you go to this online Edwards Healthcare and you just put in the doctor's name and fax number, they will fax and ask them. And it's easy for them to do because they just have to give a code and they'll run it through. I don't know if that works all over the place. I don't know how many people have been, some people have been successful with that. So it's certainly worth a try. But another way to do it is through there's several companies that will write the prescription for you. Cool. I love it. And there's at least four companies that I know of right now. The one that I'm using right now is called Thea Health. The reason I'm using that one is because it's easy and it's less expensive than some of the others. All of these places that do it have an app that you hook into. So you have to install the app that comes with the software or for the software. So either from Abbott for the Freestyle or from Dexcom, and that hooks your sensor and it transmits into the app. And that app works on a cell phone, an iPhone. It works on a a tablet, like an iPad. So it's pretty universal app. And then you hook that up into the Thea app and they have their own really cool interface where you can put in your foods and all that stuff. So that's one. And we have an arrangement with them at drinery.com slash CGM. If you're a licensed practitioner, you can usually, I think even a health coach. So it doesn't matter if you're like an MD, DC, whatever, you can just set up an affiliate account with them so you can send people there. And then they have an ability where you can get hooked into their app and you can spy on them. So you can see what they're doing and you can say, Hey, Mary, I noticed that your blood glucose went up to 180 yesterday at 4 PM. What happened in those last four hours, three hours before that? What did you do? Right? So that's one way. So there's Thea Health, which is the one I use. There's Levels, which I did use at first when they came out because they were the only game in town. Um, They were very expensive. At the time, I think they still are relatively expensive. There was NutriSense, and there's another one called January.ai. And there's probably new ones sprouting up all over the place for that because they see the market. Years ago, when I first started wearing my CGM, people would come up to me and go, what's that thing on your arm? Oh, are you diabetic? I'm like, no, I'm just concerned and I don't want to become diabetic. Even health practitioner colleagues would say that to me. Now, everybody knows what a CGM is. And so they see it and they go, oh, what's that? What does that do? Oh, I've heard of them. Like, which one do you like the best? So we've come a long way, baby, as they used to say on TV. We've come a long way, baby. So it's come to be that metabolic health and CGMs and glucose testing is like almost mainstream. So it's time you got on board if you're not already doing it. The misconceptions about them are that it hurts. You're putting a needle in it. It's going to be there all the time and it's going to hurt. No, it's a filament that's thinner than an acupuncture needle. And you basically put it, and there's a little device that gives it a speed. And for those of you who are chiropractors, you know that speed is what's important in getting something moving, right? So getting that in there, it's a flimsy little thing. So there's a little device and and it doesn't hurt. It really doesn't. You might feel a tiny pinprick, like you got a mosquito bite, but then it doesn't get red and it doesn't get inflamed. It doesn't get irritated. So calm people down when they show that. There's a lot of YouTube videos that you can point them to, or you can make your own video. Show them you doing it and show them how easy it is and how it doesn't hurt, right? It shouldn't. And if if it hurts for a second or two or five 
or even 10, and then it goes away, that's more normal. But if it continues to hurt 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes later, then there's something wrong and you contact the company, right? You might have, you might have nicked a, a vein, but you might have hit a, um, a little, you know, small nerve, whatever. Then you, you report it, right? So tell people, don't worry about you. It's rare that that happens. I know one person that that happened to, that it still hurt. That was me. I hit it. I put it in my belly and I put it in funny and I thought, eh, it'll be fine. And an hour later, it hurt more and I took it out once. And I've done these dozens and dozens of times. So assure people that it's not a big deal and the kind of information we can get from it are just phenomenal. The other concern is the finances. With the arrangement I have with Cygnos, you have to buy six months of them at a time. It costs $720 or something with a coupon code. So it's a little bit over 100, 120-ish per month. With some of the others, it's a lot more. So you just have to check it out. And I always tell people, bargain hunt, look for the best deals and get it that way. The best deal that you're going to get is if you get your doctor to prescribe it or you prescribe it for someone and they can go to the pharmacy and then they can claim, I'm on Medicare. I know Medicare doesn't cover this, but can I get a coupon code? And we've been able to get coupon codes to get them for less. They generally cost like $68-ish at one of the pharmacies, one of the chain pharmacies, Um, but we were able to get them down to almost like around $40. Not everybody can do that. Not every pharmacy is open to that, but look around and have people look around. Um, I know in Canada, you just buy them off the street. You just go into the pharmacy, you buy one, pay money, and you leave. No doctor's prescription required. And I'm hoping that we get to that point in the US. Here's the thing that drives me nutty. You can buy Tylenol over the counter. You can buy all kinds of medications over the counter that if you overdose on them, you can kill yourself. You can get Tylenol and continue to take it every day, even at the regular dose and cause a bleeding ulcer. So what damage has a CGM ever done to anybody? I have no idea, but that's the laws here in the state. So we have to abide by it. So how do you integrate it into your practice and how do you help people to integrate it into their daily life? Well, it's really easy. People say, well, how do you take a shower? How do you take a bath? How do you go swimming? I can't do it. I go swimming. I go swimming a lot. In fact, I usually live in Costa Rica in the winter, the last three years anyway, and I'm in the water all the time. I'm in the salt water. There's bandages and coverings you can put over them. You don't have to, but you can, and you just do it. It's not a big deal. You do have to be careful as you walk through doorways. That's why I like wearing the bandages too, because it's not sticking up and it doesn't like get caught in the door jam and pull off. I've had one or two do that, but they can just live a normal life with this thing on and take showers and take baths. They don't recommend submerging it for more than a half an hour at a time. So if you're a scuba diver, you know, and you're going down for an hour, it may disrupt it, may not disrupt it. So you can always test that out if you have somebody. We don't have a lot of our clients as scuba divers, but certainly they are swimmers, we do. But the swimming is in a continuous submerging because they're swimming. Privacy, data security, people say, well, Who's going to have all my data when I have this on my cell phone and it's transmitting the data? Well, (laughs) who's going to have it? You. Um, That's something you need to check into, whether there's, you know, I don't know. People say that people are tapping into the phones and all that. So you just have to help people to look into that. How much uh, radiation, they want to know, EMFs, how much EMF is there produced? 
And everything I've looked at says it's negligible. But again, people might come up with this. I would say do the research if it comes up so that you can show them that it's negligible or they'll make a choice not to do it. I believe that the benefits outweigh the risk. How do you get the best results? You teach people to put it on and monitor. If they're concerned about the accuracy, they can periodically do a spot check on their finger. I find that in both sensors that I've tried, this, the Dexcom and the Freestyle, that there's a warm-up period. And usually the first 24, sometimes 48 hours, it's just wacky. It's up and down and all over the place till it gets adjusted to you. And then it's okay. On the Thea, that's the other reason I like the Thea app is they have the uh, calibration thing. So if you're doing that and it's a couple of days in and you're like, I just tested my finger and I didn't just eat first thing in the morning and my finger says my blood sugar is 90 and the CGM says it's 120, that's a big discrepancy. So therefore you can go in and you can calibrate and you can say, sync my glucometer with my uh, CGM and you just give them the number and it goes in there and it does that. The Dexcom has that as a built-in feature, The Thea has it whether you have a, a Dexcom or a uh, Freestyle Libre. So that's a good feature. And then, then it's usually really good after that. So it's just for whatever reason with the technology, it's a little wacky the first couple of days. You can improve the sensor longevity by wearing one of these coverings over it. And they have specific ones and they are really good. They're waterproof and, and they also help prevent you from accidentally knocking it off. If you're into a lot of rough stuff, if you're a wrestler or martial artist, you might have to be a little bit more careful that you don't knock it off. I'm not saying you should be recommending that people do this every day for the rest of their life, but to get a two months check and see how things are affecting them, have them make changes. And then maybe in another two months, go back and retest it for a month and see how it goes, or even two weeks to see if things have stabilized and see if maybe there's some foods they might be able to sneak back in. And I'm not talking M&Ms, guys. I'm not talking chocolate chip cookies. I'm talking things like pineapple and papaya and mango. They may not be able to eat those initially when you first start testing them, or they may, you may be able to figure out with them, how do they eat mangoes, like with a big salad or with a green smoothie without fruit? How do they do that? And how do they do a metabolic reset? In the insulin resistance program that we do, we teach you how to do a 30-day metabolic reset. Let me tell you, the results have been nothing short of miraculous. So I highly recommend that you check that out. Go to our site at inemethod.com and it tell you all the different things that we have available for practitioner trainings because I'm passionate about getting this message out there and getting more and more practitioners on the road to truly helping people get well by getting to the root cause. So CGMs, love them. Uh, I think they're valuable tools. Are they 100% accurate? Maybe not, but they give you so much great information and you can really help people to optimize their diets with it. You've got to take this in your hands. We, as functional health practitioners, as nutritional health practitioners, we have the power to save lives and transform lives way more than any other aspect of medicine, of healthcare. And yeah, we need medicine, don't get me wrong. We need emergency care. We need medications sometimes. But too many people are just put on metformin and put on insulin when they don't really need it. 
we've actually had people go off their insulin after they were told that they had to go on insulin. Now they weren't a type one because type ones, there's a lot more there. She was really what I like to look at as LADA probably, uh, latent adult onset uh, autoimmune diabetes. Um, but here's the thing. She's off of it and she's maintaining her A1C. I get this, 5.3. Like Nobody does that who has been told they have to be on insulin for the rest of their life. So it's really exciting to see the power of getting their blood sugar management, their metabolic health under control and learn what you can. We have a whole bunch in, in our metabolic health sequence, our theme on reInvent Healthcare. So go check it out and look at metabolic health. You'll learn a whole lot about it and there's more to come. So until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to reInvent Healthcare. We are part of the movement to change healthcare for the better. If you liked this episode, leave a rating and a review. And for more resources to support you in growing a thriving and fulfilling practice, visit our website at inemethod.com.